0: We know that our text tonight is Acts, the fifth chapter, verse number 17 through 39. It lists the exciting journey out of the book of Acts. It's called the book of action, the book of anointing. It lists that exciting journey about the birth and the spiritual maturation of the early church. There was no church until the book of Acts, until the fall of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual men in that day who had found Jesus, of course, were asked to serve as leadership. and they were everywhere, deacons and servants. And we know that, that the church, God's church is not built on number, it's built on the force of the Holy Spirit. And so God said, here it is, I'm giving you the path where people's lives will be changed. You've got died in the wool Jews. You've got died in the war, Gentiles. Jesus comes along and he's breaking all that, all of that belief system. And now he says, Hey, I am the Messiah. I am the Savior. I'm the one that Isaiah talks about. And he said, I want you to follow me. Now, can you imagine for just a moment what it would take in order to break that bond? I've been a Jew, always been a Jew or break that bondage of a Gentile, I believe in other gods and idols and all of that, and all of a sudden someone comes along. And here's what Jesus did. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a word, I'm going to give you a message that is powerful, but I'm going to give you signs and wonders that will back up your message. And as a result of that, signs and wonders came, supernatural miracles. But when that happened, Those believers that were fresh in the faith, they became bold because they began to see blinded eyes open. And here's what he said, I'm fulfilling, I'm fulfilling the word that I shared with you out of the Old Testament through the church. I'm going to build my church. And here's what he said, and an outpouring of the third person of the Trinity is going to be poured out. And on the day of Pentecost, there was a whole lot of curiosity But there was 120 people that remained committed and invested. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came down and they spake with other tongues. And as a result of that, the enemy said, this is a new ball game. But he always has one thing in mind, and don't ever forget it. The devil would love to destroy you. The devil would like to discourage you. The devil would like you to believe a lie. And so we know that the adversary of your soul and of the church and of the renewal and revival, he would not back away from the bold message of Jesus Christ. But he could not deal with the supernatural impact of the Holy Spirit moving. So what you have, it's game day. What you have in the book of Acts that God is saying, you believers, you newfound believers, those of you that have decided to trust me, you watch. And the enemy of your soul will in fact receive a new message, a message that he hasn't really seen since the day fire fell when Elijah called it down from heaven. Everybody out there? Amen. Number one, you got to cast off the restraint. Acts 5, verse 23. We found the jail securely locked. What does that mean? What does that mean? It was locked. It was locked. Have a young man, it's a member of our church. He's a trucker today, Justin Hawks. And Justin had his semi, you saw it parked out here for several, several days, three or four days. He said, been on the road. For 83 days straight, we needed about a three- or four-day break. Well, they left this morning and on their way to Nebraska now. But so we were asking him the other afternoon. He said, I've pulled, that's a trucker term, I've pulled some of the vaccines that people are getting. Pfizer, i pulled the other vaccines in the trailer. He said, no, when you load your trailer, your truck, up with that vaccine, he said, it feels like I had fighter jets flying over me on the highway. In other words, the locks they put on are government locks that only they know the codes to. They locked that on my trailer. They told me what truck stops I could stop at. And at that truck stop, of course, No doubt there was security. Until I got that load where it needed to be, he said, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. And so he says, we put the lock on it that was absolutely secure. Now listen, these were no nobodies that were in prison. And when the scripture says that the jail was securely locked, with guards standing at the doors, it says, but when we opened them, no one was found inside. In other words, it was like God saying to the guards and saying to the system, hey, I moved and delivered my apostle out of a prison that you did not even know he's gone. Amen? And when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, it brought a new dispensation. A religious routine would be challenged. No more are we going to do this religious routine. Legalism would give way to grace. Uh, opposition ushered in division among the known church you had to pick and choose am I on the side of Almighty God or the side of the religious institution and lines would be drawn regarding Jesus death and his purpose he said I came to seek you to save that which is lost and so we know that today there are those that clamor with this thought the church is irrelevant They clamor with the thought, we like to shut it down. That's a real thought. They clamor today and say, most people don't need the church. But if the church is going to have a chance to survive, and it will, and thrive, the power of God must be revealed. Let me say it, the power of God must be revealed, and all restrictions must be broken, and so here's what happened supernatural manifestations were everywhere jesus said i'm not sending you out i'm not giving you redemption without some kind of sign and, power. and here's what he says, that thousands were saved. The neck of the Jewish belief system was broken. The neck of the Gentiles that were dyed in the wool away from God, sold out to idolatry. It says thousands of them were saved. Unity among the believers was the norm. It said cripples came in and they were healed. Apostles were arrested numerous times and believers prayed down God's power. And the Holy Spirit filled people with power. And if you didn't pay attention, Ananias and Sapphira came in and lied. And because of that, God struck them dead on the spot. Because when God gets serious, when the Holy Ghost comes down, you're either in or you're out. You're either on target or you're not. And so he says in order for the church that's just being born to accomplish what needs to be accomplished, stand in there. We know also that evil spirits were cast out. And we also know that healing and miracles were enjoyed by many of the church leaders. And so here's what we find. If you can get your mind wrapped around this in Acts 5, verse 15, and as a result, people brought the sick into the streets. Can you believe that? Into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least, at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. There has to be a supernatural faith in a person to say, if we can just get them to where the shadow hits them. That expectancy in the church today, often the devil has diluted the supremacy of our faith. He's diluted that freshness that we believe in the anointing. He's diluted the power that when we pray for somebody we can expect them to be healed. He's told us a pack of lies and says you have no place in the modern culture today. Well let me tell you friend we might be in the culture but we are not of the culture. Somebody say amen. This world is not our home. We have a heavenly home in which we're preparing for right now. And so Peter of course and others are thrown in prison And so here's what is the question. By what power or name do you do these miracles? Great question. By what power or name do you do these miracles? Well, you see, these are the days that God once again, I believe, is calling on the church. I pray about this all the time. Do you think for one minute God is going to let COVID just come in and interrupt our culture and interrupt churches and get away scot-free? Do you know what always happens? Out of the ashes. Let me say it again. Out of the ashes of mankind, God raises up miracles out of the ashes of people's challenge. And COVID may have brought us a, a hard ball to the chin, but our God, hallelujah, said church, wake up, look out, be suspecting, get ready. I'm going to move. You are not going to lose through this process. We're running up on Easter as quickly as we can. I'm expecting some dynamic things to take place. All believers that God desires, He says we cast off our restrictions. And we know that that Peter was cast into the prison hoping to restrict him. And God said, hey angel, um, if you don't mind, go down and escort Paul out, or Peter out of that prison. Yes, sir, Captain. I can do that. Angel walks in, gets gets Peter, and said, "Peter, follow me." Now it said the doors were locked. Use your own imagination. Well, I don't really believe that can happen. Look out, friend. If God could create you, He can do anything. Hello. He, you see, He is the God that which we cannot deny. He is the God of hope. He is the God that makes things happen. He is the God, Hallelujah that does the unusual. And so the mess as messengers of God's desire of uh, the restrictions that often that cause us not to believe often is fear and doubt and unbelief. And here's what he say: cast that off church. In other words, wake up to the reality that God is about to supercharge those in the church today, and His church is going to gain momentum as a result of what we are going through right now. Your family will gain momentum. Individuals who have been weary will in fact get a fresh breath of air from Almighty God. We are the vessels. We are the vessels that God will use to demonstrate His power once again. And just as the prison could not hold Peter, I'm here to tell you don't allow the restrictions uh, that I have mentioned to hold you back. Be a person of great faith and high spiritual expectation. Be that person. How was your faith when you came in? Oh, you're beaten up you feel dragged down, you're tired, you're weary, I want to tell you, raise up your hands and let him strengthen your legs and you get ready because God will use that man and that woman whose hands are not down but up, ready for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to do something supernatural. Don't give up on what you've been claiming God to do. Number two, you need to speak the word. Say that with me. Speak the word. Speak the word. Acts 5. We gave you strict orders. Yeah. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem. That's a pretty good job. You filled Jerusalem. That's no stretch of the imagination. With your teaching and our determined. To make us guilty of this man's blood. Stephen has said, wait a minute. This is just Acts 5. Wait till you get over to my chapter. And I'll tell you just how guilty you are. And by the way, get your stones ready. Because I ain't afraid to die for my Savior. Get them ready and come after me. I want to share with you what you need to know. Speak the word. The one thing that Peter and others were told, don't teach or preach in the name of Jesus. Wow. And the one thing that God told Peter, God told Peter. Peter, don't pay any attention to that. Peter, they don't butter your bread. They don't take care of your family. They didn't redeem you. Don't you forget, Peter, where you live, your only hope is me. So listen up. Go to the temple courts and teach the message of Jesus. Don't pay attention to them. Culture does not drive the church, nor the ministry of the church. COVID does not drive the ministry of the church. Of the church or his success. The Holy Ghost of Almighty God drives the church through the vision that God has given us here at Victory Church. We teach in the name of Jesus Christ. And when the authorities saw Peter teaching outside prison, he's outside prison, they arrested him again. They sent someone in and said, Go in and find out how he got here. Guard, where's your prisoner? Oh, he's inside. Well, there must be two of them now. Because Peter, the one that you're supposed to be guarding, he's outside preaching. I don't believe that. Well, open the door and let's go find out. They opened the door and went back there and there was nothing but stale air in there. Nothing. Why? Because God said, He's coming out. Listen carefully, friend. Some of you right now, God's going to birth something in your spirit. Some of you have become weary and well-doing. Some of you allowed the enemy to cross you up and create something in you that does not bring you pleasure and joy in your relationship with Jesus. There are souls that need to be saved. If you believe it, say amen. We gave you strict orders. Yet you have filled Jerusalem, Peter said, but we rather obey God than obey men. As the fresh outpouring of God's Holy Spirit falls, here's what we need to realize. God's Word, that's this book, God's Word will not be restricted. Now this is the thought that I had in my final study of going on my notes earlier. It's this, what is it that you have been thinking about lately? What is it that is the driving thought life? What is it that is the thing that, that spends in your spirit right now? What is that? And then here's what the Holy Spirit said. Tell them to get their mind off the things that are temporal, and get your mind on things that are eternal. In other words, in your practice, in your thought life, don't think about the temple. Don't think about hurt feelings. Don't think about anger. Don't think about what you don't have. Think about people that are not yet in the fold, that need to get in the fold. Redeem them, do all that you can He said, millions are seeking in this day in which we live, millions are seeking a new spiritual depth of relationship from God. You 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 and I may not know that. We think we're all encumbered with what's going on today with COVID and the border and all that. But listen, friend. The devil will try to throw things at us to occupy our mind and get our mind off redemption, get our mind off the miracles, get our mind off the supernatural, get our mind that we walk in the anointing, to get our mind off the fact that that commonplace things can can bog us down. Listen, we are liberated from those kind of things, and God has set us free and given us a mind and a spirit to soar under the anointing of Jesus Christ. No weapon— That the enemy can throw at you, can bog you down. The truth of God's word, my friend, will try to break and will break the powers of darkness. His truth will be taught and preached by the believers. So here we have it. In Acts 5, verse number 30, Peter preached. This is what he said God raised Jesus from the dead, you killed him, he rose anyway. God has exalted him to the right hand. It's the right hand of authority and power. He has brought forgiveness. And listen up, Pharisees and Sadducees, listen carefully. He will establish his kingdom, and you cannot stop him. Today, tonight, he is establishing His kingdom through you through you through you we dedicate ourselves to the truth of god's word that brings life revelation and inspiration may we rid ourselves of any restrictions and declare the practice of god's word in our life We believe that when God speaks to us that we have the authority to pray for the sick. Do you believe that? That we have the authority to help encourage and to coach. If we know someone going through a challenge, we don't let that slip by. We communicate with them. We call them up and say, you know, I don't know you that well, but I know this. The Lord laid you on my heart. You mind if I pray for you? I want to believe God for you. Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, cast your bread upon the water for after many days, here's what he said, you are going to find it again. Amen? That bread is going to come back and be a blessing to you. Why? Because God's Word in you is not restricted. No way in any way. Number three. Number three, expect, expect results. You're not be a silly if you went out to your garden and you spent all that time and made you a, a little garden there and turned the soil and fertilized it and watered it and let it set for a little while and then you t- took your little row and put seed in it. And it'd be silly for you to go through all that and then say, well, nothing will grow here. Nothing's going to grow uh, quite frankly, I'm glad I'm not your seed. But you know why that seed is going to grow with or without you? Because God's law of nature said you plant it in the ground, you nurture it, and it's coming out. It may look tiny and little when it first sprouts out, but it's going to bring you tomatoes before it's over. Amen? It's going to bring you squash before it's over. It's going to bring you 50 pound watermelons before it's over, going to bring you a bushel of strawberries before it's over. Why? It's going to do what God's law of nature said it would do. You cannot stop the anointing and the inspiration of God moving in and through you. So here's what he said, Acts 5. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, the is speaking here. Leave those men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. You know, let's give him some good advice here. When the believer believes and the power and the anointing begin to flow through unrestricted faith, God said, I can't be stopped. What does it take for that, that unrestricted faith to flow through you? Belief. Belief. Passion. Trust. Putting yourself out there on a limb taking your petty issues and putting them under the blood and say, God, compared to what you've called me to do, that's nothing. That's nothing. It's nothing. Allow me to flow through you. The greater the obstacle of the enemy, the mightier the fire of God becomes. That's why in my heart of hearts, God is speaking to me, COVID, through its best punch. Somebody said, Well, you think COVID's going to be over? It doesn't matter. What matters is God never lets something like that take place without infusing those that are following Him with a great opportunity for a message. Do you believe that? The anointing for the message of Almighty God. Well, therefore, can you expect results? The Sanhedrin, they were furious. They hated the unrestrained believers. Look at these bunch of nuts, they said. I mean, they have forsaken their Jewish culture. Look at that guy. He used to, I used to meet him, and we, we, we worshiped idols together. Look at him now walking around, believing that, that he can heal people in, in the Nazarene's name. Jesus said, watch, because the message It's not a message of emotion. It's not a a message of academic prowess or it's scientifically proven. This message was paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this right here, you put it in you, you're going to get results. I said, You're going to get results. You know why you're going to get results? Because you believe. You are expecting something to happen. The greater the obstacle, therefore you can expect the results. The Sanhedrin, of course, wanted to kill Peter and the apostles. We'll just take them out and that'll do it. Well, anybody in their right mind said, well, you didn't do so well with Jesus. You all killed him. You stoned him took the body down into a barred grave. And he said, here's the the amazing thing. Y'all thought he was dead and sealed up. Put your best soldiers out there and sealed it up. But he said, I can tell you the place where, where he appeared to 500 people at one time. You thought you killed him? Oh, no. He has risen. He is alive And he has a plan and a purpose. Matter of fact, he's about to create this thing called the church. And when he creates the church, his spirit is going to flow through the church. And they're going to reach thousands and thousands and millions of people with a changed life. Don't deny what God is about to do. And so he says, Eveliel said, be careful. With Idios, who of course uh, thought he was God, he was killed. Judas the Galilean, not Judas the one that denied, thought he was God and his followers evaporated and disappeared. And here's what he said Here is the deal. He's doing a little yard talk. If these men are not for real, they will fall and lose their impact. However, if they are real, there is nothing. Underline nothing, boys. Underline nothing you can do. And you will only find yourself fighting against God. The results will determine if they are anointed by God. I'm asking you to take seriously what God is about to do. Our nation's come through a rough time, and it looks like every time we turn around, somebody does something. I'm going to use this term loose, something stupid. But I want to tell you something. My God is in control. My Savior's at the right hand of the Father. He said, just hang on, church. Just hang on. We give you the ride of your life. You just get ready. You know those prophets of Baal out there yanking around and jerking around and cutting themselves? And Elijah just prayed a simple prayer after he'd baptized the altar with all kind of water. Hallelujah. He didn't even have to strike a match. And fire, fire today it's Holy Ghost fire, came down, bam, landed in that upper room. And they began to speak with another tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance and miracles poured out of that place. You think that's over? I'm telling you, it is not over. It's still real, still happening today to those men and women and those churches who believe it by the grace of God. You see the stirring of the Holy Spirit looking for men and women who said, "I, I am ready, God. I'm not backing up. I'm not weary. I'm not giving in. I'm not cold. I I might have lost a little bit of my passion, but, but I'm fired up now. Whatever God wants me to do, I'm going to do it. You see, when you are engaged in the power of the ministry of the Holy Ghost in His church, God gives you special dispensations in your life. He gives you favor and gives you blessing that are beyond anything that you and I can explain. He's real. I said, he's real, somebody. No restrictions. Would you give the Lord a clap offering? Could you do that? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand? Father God, I thank you. Firstly, I thank you for those that that are at home. I, I pray that through the airwaves, and whether it's Facebook or online or whatever the case, I pray the same, God, anointing and what we feel in this room will be felt in that living room, in that truck stop, in that hotel room, wherever God oversees, oh God, wherever it's at. I pray they will feel what I feel in the name of Jesus right now. Let us rise up and declare it is not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost that we can speak to sick bodies and they can be healed. Oh, no, devil. You're not going to lie to us that we prayed for several and prayed and they're getting worse or they haven't been healed. You just shut your mouth. You are a liar. For by his stripes, he says, I am healed. And we claim it. And we claim it by faith, not by what we see, Satan. We know that already God... Has an eternal home for you, bound in hell forever and ever and ever. And that's where you're gonna remain. And we're gonna rejoice. So you've tried to take your best shot against some of us. You've tried to wrangle us down and put a chokehold on us. Oh, no, you won't. We rise up. Hallelujah. Our God doesn't have to unlock the door for us to get out. Hallelujah. We can walk right on out because he is the ruler of the universe. Now in the name of Jesus, I covet souls. I pray that this Easter opportunity and then and Good Friday and, and that Palm Sunday, God, that you'll begin to stir the spirit in the lives of unbelievers and in the lives of believers, Almighty God, and bring us to the reality you're on the throne And you're going to do something great. I command in the name of Jesus that Satan loose his grip of family members that are lost. I command in the name of Jesus you'll fire up the believers and let us believe. There is one hope and one name, and it is Jesus. Let it be so. We claim every promise. We will not back up. We will not shut up until we go up. And Lord, that's just around the corner. Now, we pray that you would speak to hearts who may not be right with you now. In their life, God, they're just not right with you. Even Christians that may not be passionate and right with you right now. got to pray you'd renew it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask everybody here to repeat after me and those of you at home, would you please repeat this prayer? Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank, you for Jesus I thank you for Jesus Christ. Almighty God, Almighty God. let your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit of, redemption of redemption come into my heart. I believe by faith, yes, believe by faith. Nothing, is nothing is impossible with my God. With my God. Father God, Father God I, stand word, I stand on your word, and I trust you, I trust you. Because, I you because I know that you love me. I claim in Jesus' name the Spirit-anointed life life. to do great things for you you. in your name. name. Amen. Amen. You believe God answered prayer? You believe God answered prayer? Amen. Amen. I I believe God answered prayer. These altars are open. Altars are open. They're masked up. Just out of convenience. And we're going to pray if you need prayer. Here's what you might want to consider. Well, I don't know that I'm making or anything, and, and thank God you're not. But you know what? You might have a task now to speak to someone that you know, love, and trust. So I need to go speak to them. But I want to go down and get a little fresh anointing because I intend to do what God said. I intend to go after them in love. In love and So as we worship Those of you want to slip down the altars are open by the grace of God I had a man tell me between the services Sunday. I've got to go back home But I'm, I'm paraphrasing I dread going home Why is that? our pastor doesn't believe in altar calls he doesn't believe And having a time at the altar, he said, pray for us. Pray for me. You know what, friend? The altar. The altar is a place where men acknowledge, I can go there and get a fresh anointing. Amen. I love you, everybody. You let God direct you. Let's worship. God bless you for being here.